tracker <laughs> coaching by the numbers uh if you've been around the fits group for any amount of time you've probably heard of the activity tracker uh if you go to our video library i've got a training video on the basics of the activity tracker and i'm not gonna uh rehash those basics uh, i will give a, a, a quick summary of what the activity tracker is it is a spreadsheet uh it is not anything magic it's not uh mystical uh, if you don't have access to this please let us know we'll make sure you get it uh, it's, uh, it's, it's on the agent orientation pages that we have. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a tool I created years ago uh, when, when my personal production mysteriously got bad. <laughs> I was clipping along, production's going well, and then mysteriously, I wasn't making as many sales and I wasn't making as much money. And um, a friend of mine who I had been beating in production suddenly passed me. And I said, Hey, man, what gives? Like, what's happening? <laughs> Your production is so good. Mine sucks. What's happening? He said, it's real simple, really. I just make $75 a week. You know, read the book, uh, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betcher. And he said, just track your numbers uh, and, and just make sure you're hitting your numbers every week. And, the, and the, the, the production will play out. And I was like, oh, that's $75 a week. That's stupid. I'm doing that. He said, how do you know? I said, well, I just know. He said, no, you don't. You're not tracking it. You just feel like you're doing it. And feelings 100% of the time are going to lie to you. Uh, numbers just never do. One plus one always equals two in every world. One of the things I love about math is it is a universal language. You know, you could speak English, you could speak Russian, but the math is still the same. And, um, and I love that. And so I started tracking my numbers right after my friend challenged me in that. I started making dials and I'm doing my tick marks and I'm making dials and doing tick marks. And I felt like I've been dialing for hours and I was so exhausted. And I looked down, and I'd made like 30 dials. <laughs> Have you been there? I was there. Uh, and so I, uh, I, it's at that point that I realized, okay, I'm, I'm letting my feelings carry me away and I'm not looking at the facts. And as I've continued to build my business, it's been more and more important that I look at the facts and not the feelings because, um, the, the business grows based on the facts and, and the numbers and the numbers don't lie. And so uh, I, I used to fight being a numbers person, but having been in business over 20 years now, I'm not a numbers person in the world. I'm a numbers person in my business. I know my business numbers and I know uh, how to make them better. So that's just the, the basics of the activity tracker. And this is, this is kind of what it looks like, uh, it, the, the production side of it. There's also a, a building side of it. I'll show you in just a second. Um, but uh, the title of this is Coaching by the Numbers. So a lot of times people come to me and they say, Fitz, I just don't know what I need help with. And I go, well, what do your numbers say? Oh, I don't know. I'm not tracking them. Well, let's track your numbers. And then I'll show you how to understand what those numbers are saying. Um, I've also had people say, hey, I get a chance to be around this top producer. Maybe I'm going to a convention. Maybe I'm going on a trip. And I want to pick this person's brain. I don't know what, to, what questions to ask them. I go, well, what do your numbers say? Well, I don't know. Okay, track your numbers, and now let's look at your numbers and figure out what they're saying about your situation, and that will indicate to you what questions you should be asking. 
this making sense? So it's, uh, it's coaching by the numbers. It's not, it's, this is, if I'm coaching by the numbers, if I'm looking at your numbers, this, I'm going to give you some insight into what I'm seeing. But I really, more importantly, more importantly than giving you insight to my thoughts, I want to give you insight of how to coach yourself, allowing your numbers to, to tell you, understand what those numbers mean. Uh, it was a revel- revelation for me when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And he said, most people are financially illiterate. It's, and he said further, he said, it's not that they don't know what the numbers are, it's that they don't know what the numbers are saying. Well, I think most people in our industry don't know what the numbers are. So step one, know what the numbers are. Step two, let's learn how to interpret what they're saying. And so I'm going to walk through that with you today. Uh, this is uh, the activity tracker. Uh, if you don't have your hands on this, please let us know. At the end of this, I'll, you'll have my contact information. Reach out to me. Reach out to the office. It, there's a million ways to get in touch with us, and, and uh, we'll make sure you get this. Um, so as, as you go by coaching by the numbers, uh, what I'm looking for are gunshot wounds. And I, I'll explain each one of these, uh, these points in detail. But uh, coaching by the numbers, I'm looking for gunshot wounds. Uh, once I explain what that means, then I'm going to talk about, okay, I'm going to show you some examples. Uh, and I was looking through these uh, over the last week. These are examples from uh, two and three years ago. Some of these uh, numbers I'm going to show you. And some of them in the FITS group, these are legends that I'm showing you. you these are the numbers I'm going to show you. I'm going to keep them anonymous, but these are legends in our business today. But three years ago, maybe they were struggling. Uh, we're going to see that. Again, anonymous. Nobody will ever know. And matter of fact, I don't even know whose numbers are what uh, through these spreadsheets anymore. I'm going to show you, but uh, they may know. And I'm not revealing you. So if you uncover you, that's on you. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I'm going to show you what to train. And then at the end, I'm going to give you a little extra credit of purposeful cash flow. Uh, anytime somebody comes to me and says, hey, Fitz, uh, I feel like my numbers are good. They look good, but my cash flow just isn't where I want it to be. A hundred percent of the time, uh, what I'm going to show you for that extra credit it ends up being the answer. Uh, so I'm excited about this. This is life-giving today, Heather. You said it earlier. This is life-giving training. Um, <laughs> all right, gunshot wounds. So real quick, let's say you're an, um, an emergency room doctor and a patient comes in with stage four cancer, high cholesterol, diabetes, and gunshot wounds to the abdomen. Which would you treat first? Well, that's a hard question, Fitz. I'm not a medical doctor. No, man, don't be dumb. Which one would you take care of first? Stage four cancer, high cholesterol, diabetes, or gunshot wounds? Gunshot wounds. Now, the question is, why? Why would you take care of the gunshot wounds first? Because that's what's going to kill them first. Can stage four cancer kill them? Yep. High cholesterol kill them? Yep. Diabetes kill them? Yep. Gunshot wounds kill them? Yep. All of them can kill them, but the gunshot wounds kill them first. So uh, that's what we're looking for is the gunshot wounds. We're looking for the things that are, go- that are killing you right now. Uh, so what are the things that can kill you on the production side? I'm going to list off a few, but I'm also going to show you on the activity tracker where that's tracking it, okay? First thing is how many dials you're supposed to be making versus how many dials you're actually making, how many you're averaging, all right? So here we go. On the activity tracker in this uh, column right here on the production side, you see right here dials per week. Now, we don't have this all figured out and, and the formula put out. Right now it says zero and, and, and you got zero, so that's perfect. But uh, it, this number right here, when we're using this tracker, uh, is going to tell you how many dials per week you need to be making. Well, in this column under dials, it's telling you what your average is. That's the first gunshot wound, the very first gunshot wound. When somebody tells me they're just not making the money they want to make, period. Like, I'm not making the money. Uh, it's not about cash. I got zero cash flow. 100% of the time, the first thing I look at is dials per week. How many dials are you making versus how many are you supposed to be making? And uh, 
nine times out of ten, that number doesn't line up. So uh, a lot of times when I'm coaching with somebody, it's really like there's where I stop. It, it is amazing to me how many people want sales coaching, but they've made six dials. And they're like, what am I doing wrong? Well, you're not making enough dials, period. It doesn't even matter what you're saying on the phone because you are only made six dials this week. Right? I just need you to make more dials. Next week, let's talk more now that we are, are seeing that you're making more dials. The next thing, uh, the next gunshot wound is the percent of dials that are reached. So when you make a dial, how many of those are actually turning into actual conversations? Not the four-year-old that says, Daddy's on the potty. That's not a real conversation. Not uh, an answering machine or, <laughs> do they have answering machines anymore? Voicemail. Um, percent of dials that are reached. This is right here under context. So this is a percentage of, of the dials that you made. How many did you actually, a decision maker, did you get on the phone? That's the percentage you're looking at there. You'll see on the activity tracker that we have current ratio and baseline ratio. Baseline ratio is the percentage we expect. Current ratio is the number you're experiencing. Well, under context, we don't have a baseline ratio because here's what I figured out. You got to make as many dials and speak to as many people as you can. The percentage there is not really, um, <laughs> there's no set. Now, you will see on Tuesday mornings when we're doing our sales meetings that uh, generally as a group, we average around 15%. So of the dials you're making, 15% are turning into actual phone conversations. Um, that's, uh, that's the number we, t we tend to see is around 15%. I have had people that were like 3 or 4%, and it turns out they were making their dials, based on the leads they were working, they were making their dials at absolutely the wrong time and just getting nobody on the phone. Um, or they were making dials, getting nobody on the phone, and they weren't taking that extra step of going to do some door knocks uh, to reach these people. Next gunshot wound, percent of contacts that book an appointment. So the people you actually got on the phone, how many of those turned into booking an appointment? That's the percentage you see right here. We expect of the people you speak to, 50% should book an appointment. How's your number on that? If your number is bad on that, then listen, that's your problem. Let's fix that. Something's happening on the phone that you're not turning that into an appointment. Uh, percent of appointments that sit is the next gunshot wound. So of the appointments that you book, a sit is when you walked in the door and you sat down with them. Or maybe it's a phone appointment. They actually answered the call uh, for their appointment and you have that conversation. That is what we consider a sit. Uh, that's right here under the sits column. This is, we expect 75% of the appointments you book to actually show, 75%. That means if you book four appointments, one out of four is not gonna show for you. Or it may be a one-legged appointment where it's just the husband there or just the wife there, uh, and we don't run those appointments. We, we need both decision makers there. Uh, and so <laughs> you get the guy that occasionally say, oh, yeah, I can make this decision without my wife. No, you can't. I can't even walk out the door without my wife approving what I'm wearing. You can't make a decision about life insurance. No way. So we don't, we don't believe the husbands on that. They're, they're, they're full of themselves. Uh, but that's the, the percentage there, the, uh, the gunshot wound there. And then uh, finally, the number of sits that you, that, that, that you have that actually write an application. That's the final gunshot wound here. So that's right under here. Now, you'll see, of the sits you have, we expect 100% app rate. That's impossible, Fitz. I can't close everybody. Well, time out for a second. For nine straight months, when I was in the field, nine months was my record. I closed every appointment I sat on. I got an app on every appointment I sat on. So you absolutely can do it, but it only lasted for nine months, and then I got cocky and I blew it, and I never really got back into a good streak like that again. But uh, <laughs> you can close a whole bunch of the appointments. But we're not looking for perfect appointment rate. We're looking for app rate. So maybe you run this appointment and you don't close it, but then you go to the next appointment and you write husband and wife. 
Well, if you're tracking your numbers, that was two sits because you had two appointments that actually showed and you wrote two apps, husband and wife, on that one appointment. So while you didn't close every appointment, your app rate actually ended up being one for one. Does that make sense? Those are the gunshot wounds on production. What are the gunshot wounds on the building side? What are the things that will kill you on the building side? Interviews, first one is interviews required versus the average interviews booked. So you, you'll see here, like on the production side, a lot of this is very parallel. But, but from when I created this spreadsheet, what I knew about my own numbers was the number of dials I was making on the building side actually had no noticeable prediction of how well I was going to be recruiting. Okay, it had, it had the dials I was making, because maybe I was dialing all people who responded to ad. Well, that's one thing, but then maybe I was making dials on people who were just resumes. That's another thing. So, you know, maybe I'm calling out of a phone book. That's a whole other thing. So we don't track our dials on the building side, because in my experience, the dials here are zero predictor of your success in building. But the number of interviews that you get booked is, that's the first, that's where we start. So maybe you're running an ad and they're clicking on a link and booking on your calendar automatically, or maybe you have an assistant that's filling up your calendar with interviews or whatever the case may be. Uh, how many interviews did you get booked? Now on the spreadsheet, you're gonna put into the spreadsheet how many contracts per month you're looking to get personally, and it'll tell you how many interviews per week you need. Now if you're looking to build, I think you need minimum double digit interviews a week, 10 plus. If you're looking to build really quickly, you need 20 plus. And once you start doing those numbers and we start seeing your ratio and start getting you better on the activity that you're actually doing will have a better indicator of what number you should actually be doing uh, like right now I know for me I need to be doing uh, 15 interviews a week uh, I reported earlier this last week I did 11 interviews so I wasn't quite good there uh, but I think I need to be doing 15 interviews a week I think my number is right now and I'm averaging 17 interviews a week so I'm I'm getting my numbers done I'm tracking this I don't track the production side because I don't do that but I'm doing the recruiting side and I track it and so this is the first number I'm looking at is, am I getting my interviews? If not, what do I need to do to get my interviews? Next gunshot wound, the percentage of interviews that sit. See, remember how we talked about the production side? The building side is very parallel. That's right here. So of the interviews you booked, how many actually showed for that interview? That's, we expect 50%, but what's your number? That may be a gunshot wound. Percentage of sits at fast track. So this is, uh, the fast track is the, uh, the basic onboarding information we're getting on a, on a new uh, a new uh, agent, right? So of the people that we sit with, how many of those turn into getting that basic onboarding information? Name, address, phone number, direct deposit, uh, tax information, that sort of thing. Next gunshot wound is the percent of fast tracks that contract. So I skipped right over the referrals and new in school. Uh, we'll get back to that in just a little bit. New in school doesn't apply to everybody. If you're talking to licensed people, you're not going to have a, and we, in our spreadsheet, we break it down, licensed versus non-licensed, but if they're not licensed, I mean, if they are licensed, you're not going to get them signed up for school, so that's not really a good indicator overall of, of how your recruiting is going, but this is, you know, percentage of contracts you got from the fast tracks, so of the people that did the basic onboarding information, we expect a third of them, at least a third of them, to fill out their first carrier contract with us so they can actually start selling uh, with that company. And then uh, finally, of the contracts that we that, that write, the, that you're looking for the percentage, the, the last gunshot one is the percentage of contracts that write their first app. Again, here we expect a third minimum of the, uh, the contracts to write their first app. I can tell you before I even started tracking my, well, 
I guess soon after I started tracking my numbers, I realized very quickly that I needed uh, three contracts minimum to get one. And my number ended up being close to two first apps. It was, it was like 1.8, something like that. Uh, of, of three contracts, I'd get nearly two first apps. And so the better I got at getting that agent up and off the ground, ultimately the less interviews I had to do. <laughs> it's crazy how that worked out. So uh, those are the gunshot wounds, all right? So now let's talk about what to train. I'm going to show you some examples. And uh, as I'm going through this, what to train is also, if you're this person, if these are your numbers, this is what you need to be asking the, the top producers about. So if, if you're bad at getting appointments booked, um, you, you're great at making phone calls, but you're not getting people on the phone, or you're, you're getting them on the phone, but you're not getting appointments booked, go to people who, who are better at that and ask. And the first thing you've got to ask them is, how, what's your percentage of the people you speak to? What's, do you know your percentage of, of how many of those actually book an appointment? And if they say, yeah, it's like 75%. Okay, that, now if it's the number better than yours, ask them advice on how to get it better. So looking at these examples, this is actually an older, <laughs> an older spreadsheet here for sure. Um, and I don't remember whose this is, but you can see agent name that's been changed. Uh, their, their goal was to issue $41,000. So the first thing I'm looking at, and, and are they issuing 41000 I don't think they are. Um, are they, you know, and looking at, just looking down this column here, the 41000 is what they want to issue, 75% placements what they got, 54000 is what they need to be submitting. Uh, their average application is $997 per app. That means they need 56 apps per month. Uh, $39 per application. I'm, remember I told you the first gunshot one is dials? I'm getting down here. It says, so not knowing whether this person is doing well or not, I'm looking at gunshot wound potentials. $504 dials per week is what this agent needs. They're averaging 200. So without looking at anything else, I can tell you with 100% certainty, without looking at the other 13 weeks of this data, I know based on the averages, this person is not producing what they want to produce because they're not doing the dials. 504 dials, and they're averaging 200. Let's go to this next spreadsheet. So this person, uh, they're averaging, they, they need to make 138 dials, and they're averaging 73. With 100% certainty, I can tell you, they're not hitting their numbers because they're not doing the dials. The one thing you have absolute control over on the production side is dials, and they're not doing it. So I know with 100% certainty, they're not making their money. Go to the next spreadsheet. This person needs to be making 138 dials a week. They're averaging 47. Yeesh, that's not, that's not hitting their numbers. This person, 427 dials per week is what they need to be making. So they're making 109. Okay, so they're not hitting their numbers. I know this because they're not doing the work that they need to do. And if you're not going to do the work that you need to do, you either need to increase the work that you're doing or decrease your goal. Maybe you set your goal too high. And I've done that in my life. I set my goals too high. I've always been ambitious. And when I set my goals too high and I have no chance of reaching them and I don't hit them, I feel bad. And I know everybody does, whether you want to admit it or not. Everybody feels bad when you're not hitting your goals. And you feel bad. Why do you feel bad? You feel bad because on this earth, the one person that you can't lie to, you did. That's you. You can't lie to yourself. And you did. I'm going to do this. No, you didn't. <laughs> just like that you fit that's you take it internally your body your mind takes it personally but let's just suspend reality for a second and assume they're doing their dials let's go through the other gunshot wounds this person's averaging 12 percent contact rate of the dials they're making that's not bad but look at this of the appointments that they're booking 
uh, or excuse me, of the people they're talking to, only 43% are booking an appointment. That indicates they got a problem on the phone. Uh, look, of the sits they're booking, 61% are showing. The green is the one that's the better number. So it, 61% what they're actually experiencing, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, 77% app rate, that's actually pretty good. Of the people they're sitting in front of, they're doing a decent job of getting apps. Not a bad job at all. So what would I coach on here? I'd coach on phone script. In-home presentation is not their problem. I'll show you a little trick I do. If you'll just go through, and I don't have a calculator handy, and I'm not that good at math. I'm just a numbers person. So um, one of the things I would say is you go through here and treat that like a fraction. 43% current ratio divided by 50% current ratio. What's the math on that? What's the grade you'd have gotten in school if you got 43 points out of a possible 50 on a test? Is that 86? That's an 86. Is that a solid B? I'd say, I'd say a solid B is, 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 not, is not something that you necessarily need to fix, but it seems like the bigger problem might be the 61 out of the 75 of the people that you're uh, booking appointments with that they're actually showing. So if I'm working with this person, I'm probably working with them on what are you saying at the end of your phone call to, to get them and when you're booking that appointment so they know you're coming. All right, so this person, look, they need to make $115 per week. They're averaging 76, 100% with certainty. I'll tell you, and guys, I know the spreadsheets I pulled back in the day. I just don't know which one's which now. But back in the day when I was pulling these back in 2017, these are now our top producers three, four years later. <laughs> so I'm telling you, they got better. But they were making 100, needed to make $115 a week. They were averaging 76. They're not hitting their numbers. I guarantee you. But look through it. The book, they're, they're booking 55% are actually booking. 60% are showing. That's not a terrible number. And the app rate, not bad. Look, their app rate, 86%. That's not bad. If you got an 86 in school, I mean, a lot of us would have been happy with that. I know there's some of you guys out there that have been, you know, jumping off a bridge. But a lot of us would have been happy with that 86, right? But <laughs> so this person isn't doing bad at the actual work here uh, of the, 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 uh, the, the process what they're missing is the dials. That's it. That's the only thing keeping them from making the money that they said they want to make is those dials, and they're not doing it. You continue on, $208, 98. I mean, you see, you see how this is all playing out. Uh, I want to get to the, the building side real quick. This person said they want to get 10 contracts a month on, on the building side. I want to get 10 contracts a month. That means they need to average booking 34 interviews a week. They're averaging seven. 7.6. You're never going to get there on the building side if you're not getting the interviews booked. Look at this person. I want to I say this person. 62 dials per week is what, what this person needs to be doing. On the production side, they're averaging 65. I guarantee you they're hitting their numbers. I guarantee you they're making the money they want to make. And on the, on the building side, they, they need 47 interviews. They got 13. They're not, it's not happening on the building side. It is happening on the production side. So now let's talk about some purposeful cash flow. I, I know going through spreadsheets ultimately can be really boring. I would love to talk about you and your numbers and looking at what's happening in your world. Uh, so we can be really specific about helping you get better. Uh, but some purposeful cash flow. Looking at this, uh, this is the last person we just looked at. You know, they, they need to be making the, the interviews and they're not, but they're, they're, they're crushing it over here on the production side. Uh, let's look at... Uh, some purposeful cash flow. What I mean by purposeful cash flow, this is what you can do to immediately increase your bottom line. Uh, people come to me and say, look, like this person, this person I remember came to me, <laughs> based on the spreadsheet, I don't remember exactly who this person is, but came to me and said, I'm making my dials, I'm making my sales, I'm getting paid the money, but I, I just, 
Um, it's just it's just not as much money as what I would like. Well, one answer is make more dials and book more appointments and on and on. But there were some easy answers here on this spreadsheet to fixing this person's cash flow. Here's the first one. This referrals column. Referrals column. I'm pretty sure I remember who this person is and they are now outstanding at referrals. <laughs> Am I giving away who it might be? <laughs> But back in 2017, he, she was terrible. Look, for every app they got, we expect five referrals for every application that you get. If you want to build an insurance business, just selling insurance, not even about the agency, but just building the sales side of it, you've got to get referrals. The race is to three, 400 clients. How fast can you get there? Because the faster you get there, the sooner you're not as dependent on the lead production, right? So this person is getting less than one, a new, uh, one referral per application <laughs> man how things have changed over the last few years and a surprise surprise the same things happening on the referral side on the builder side ah shocker so you want to get better cash flow immediate net income up this is a big piece referrals next up ah yes placement 75 percent placement's not bad what's placement placement is the business that you submitted how much of it got issued all right so Placement, 75%. This is what insurance companies expect. Really, if you're over 70%, they'll leave you alone. If you're below that, it's a potential of losing your uh, business. Uh, they'll fire you <laughs> for that. And, and I got a whole other training about that. That's not what this is about. But if you want to increase your overall net income, net income, I always say gross is what you impress your neighbors with. Net is what you impress your spouse with, right? It's what you get to spend. And so if you want to improve that, get better at getting more business issued of what you're submitting. That's an easy way to, and we've got, we've got ways of doing it. I'm just showing you on the spreadsheet that that's, that's purposeful cash flow there. Average application at this time, this person's average application was $887. It should be more like a $1,100 range. The last six months I was in the field, the average application I picked up was $120 a month. And that was husband and wife separate apps in the home. So $240 per, per husband and wife that I was and it's because I focused on increasing the value that I was presenting them as opposed to presenting the price to them. So the better you get at selling the value of things, the, the higher the average premium is going to get. Well, I'm just selling to old people. They can't afford anything. Old people tend to be for, at, further along in the race. They know the finish line's a lot closer than it was 50 years ago. Yeah, you can sell value there and increase the average application. All I sell is to young people. Their applications are small because they're so young. What excuse do you need, man? Like, you can, sell, you can sell bigger premiums to them, too. It's about value. It's not about the price. Ooh, this is a big column. This annuity column right here. We expect for, and this is just minimum expectations. For every life app you write, we expect one annuity. For, excuse me, for every 10 life apps you write, we expect one annuity. I mean, the really good ones are getting four and five annuities for, for every 10 life apps. But one, this person was getting less than one per life app they were writing you get that annuity business coming in oh my gosh it does not take very many annuities to suddenly correct that cash flow problem Whew. 
I can go on and on and on about that. <laughs> I think you probably get that idea, uh, get that sense about me. Um, listen, I promise you, if you want your business to grow, you really have to be dedicated to knowing your numbers and improving your numbers. Uh, and I hope that's what this has shown. Uh, get the activity tracker, start tracking your numbers, uh, get with somebody who can help you see what you need to be seeing and help you get better at what you need to be getting better at. And uh, if I'm that person for you, there's my contact information. Let's talk. Let's, uh, let's uh, set up a time and... Uh, and get it better for you, man. I hope this has helped, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact, and send us a message. See you next week.